the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. Who's that? Little shaker? <laughs> this is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, Baron Wiley here, and Sean on the percussion. What do you got there? <laughs> it's a diet drink. <laughs> from from Bucky's. Nice. Nothing's more Texas than Bucky's. Nothing's oh, more Texas dude. than the heat right oh, now. I remember when I first went to Bucky's. Really? Okay. Where were you? Uh, it was the Bucky's. I don't remember. I think it might have been on 10. I 10 on to Houston, I-10, right? I 10, yeah, on the way. On the way to Houston. Uh, I'd never been. I'd heard people talk about Bucky's. They were stunned. I was like a late adopter. <laughs> you didn't. Okay, but I go into bu- now. I've been to the convenience stores. Yeah. I've been to truck stops. Sure, you know who doesn't love a good truck stop? Yeah, but chicken fried steak and, oh. and the lady calls you sugar. Oh, <laughs> hey baby, what you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, all that. You know, it, it's <laughs> who doesn't love that? But I walked into Bucky's. Yeah, and it was like, oh, oh my! God. I was like. Oh, oh, look at this. I know. It's like a hillbilly mall of America. <laughs> exactly. I think they should do this. Uh, when you're making the trip from San Antonio like to Dallas, there's like maybe three of them on the way. Oh, yeah. you, should get that, you should get the mega Bucky's bucket or something like that. You should be able to fill up your sweet tea here in, uh, in New Braunfels and then fill it up again in Waco. That's How cheap are you? No, you should get I'm saying, if you're going to make the trip, they're going to force you to stop at Bucky's every time. Uh, that's a good point. That's a really you know? good point. No, and the thing about Bucky's is... They've got good stuff. Yeah, right. Everything is quality. It's I mean, all junk. No, it's not. It, it, it's not good for you. Nothing's good for you. I didn't say good for you. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, there's like you can shop. I you can. Oh, yeah. Christmas gifts. There it is. <laughs> Let's swing by Bucks. Last year, my grandkids got Bucky pajamas. Nice. Oh, that's a that's a get. <laughs> yeah. So it it's just you know Bucky's so is Bucky's. My daughter is going to go to college. She just graduated from high school. She's going mm. to DePaul in your hometown of oh, Chicago. Really? Is she really? And she's going to be sporting her Bucky's T-shirt. Thank you very much. <laughs> from Texas, she's going to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, hillbilly? <laughs> Why do you have that monkey or that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing about. 
Bucky's, and we can talk about this later, Pastor Sean, is that, well, the gas is like, they don't advertise the prices because it's going to put the, well, it's going to put the guy across the street out of business because it's always like a dime cheaper than the yeah. regular one, right? Bucky's is generally, generally pretty good, but no, everybody's getting, everybody's getting hit when it comes to gas and things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, and, and that's what we are going to talk about. We're, in just a few moments, we're going to talk about uh, just finances because everybody seems to be under pressure. And I think the word of God has some things to tell us about that. So uh, we can, we're going to have a conversation about that. Stick around. I hope huh? it's a I want to know where you got your tan from, Pastor Sean, there, because you you looking, you know, mighty brown here. Well, Baron, that's right. <laughs> You're glowing no, like Yeah, your pops camp. <laughs> Our friend from Israel, Ruben Duran. One more button undone, and I am good to go. And the gold chain. I like the chain. It's nice. That's cool. No, yes, it's summer. Uh, we, we did that. Now I'm back at work, and we are cooking. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're outside at all, everybody's going to be mm-hmm. tan. Because if you're doing any work outside or outside, uh, it's what a hundred and it's 103.9 FM. No, it's one one oh three point nine. Very close, very close. It no, it actually when we were talking earlier, hundred four. It's a hundred and five degrees uh, right now. Feels like hundred and ten. Yeah. So uh, you you just appreciate your one hundred five. Who's making that number up? How does it know what it feels like? I know how it feels like. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, hot. Your but, your grass outside also is very tan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the side of the hill. Wasn't it supposed to be green? Yeah. No. Yeah, we are cooking here. We are in the midst of a heat wave, so be careful. Don't uh, overheat. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. It's August twentieth as the Kansas show here in the auditorium. I hope it's not hot in August I, here in South Texas. <laughs> I heard someone say, "Oh well, by end of August it'll be cooling down." I said, "Yeah, I said, you're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> you're not from these parts, are you?" No, I hope it's not too hot because that's going to be a great show. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So last week, Pastor John, it was two weeks ago there too, right after this podcast, I want to hear about this little mission trip that you went on. You went over to the uh, the east side of town over there past uh, like on uh, past Windsor Park Mall? Well, they're what we call compassion zones. And they're neighborhoods that are either folks are under-resourced or there are issues. And we've talked about this. We've worked in this neighborhood called the Glen for uh, several years, uh, Pastor Mike McGuire and a very small group started. Yeah. Now a lot of people from River City are involved, and it's just a great opportunity to serve and minister to the community. Yeah, so it sounds like a really super sweet time. And as you're serving those those people, I always go when you, when you, when you have that experience, you go, man, how are these guys? How does the single mom do it? Oh yeah. Well, right now I've been thinking about that a lot, and uh, that's really the main thing we want to talk about today. Because it feels like everybody's under a big financial crunch. Gas yeah. prices are through the roof. No, no, no. They come down, John. They're down. <laughs> oh, good news. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not that much over $4 a yeah, gallon exactly. right now. Yeah, people are, people are sitting here like, oh, thank you. You've, mm-hmm. you've helped bring gas prices down. Still over $4 a gallon for regular unleaded. Right. And gas prices affect everything. Everything that you consume mm-hmm. is transported on gasoline. Grocery prices are through the roof for rent. With interest rates going up, it's very hard for people to buy a home, so rents are through the roof. And your heart goes out to people. We're all impacted. But folks who are already living on the edge. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You think of a single mom or a single dad who's just on a, just income and they got the kids to take care of. And their company's having to tighten the belt because their company's paying more for gas, for mm-hmm. electricity, for everything. And it's just everybody's feeling the pinch. And... A lot of people are starting to feel this kind of low-grade anxiety. Like I'm about to get sick. Yeah, exactly. And, mm. and that's, how, that's how anxiety works, people, people getting down about it. And so, you know, one of the things we like to do at Reaching for Real Life is just share good news in the context of what the Scripture says. Because it is true, and we're not, you know, we're no rose-colored glasses here. It is true. Whether they're saying, yeah, we are officially heading into a recession, 
stock market appears like it's heading into a bear market. Mm. We are in a tough financial time. And so the thing that we have to look at right now is where do we put our trust? Um, we were talking earlier, and you mentioned the good news. President Biden's going yeah, to Saudi right. Arabia. so All our problems are solved. <laughs> Confidence is high. Yeah. Okay. My hope is okay. built on nothing less. I, I sense sarcasm. <laughs> you're the king. I'm discerning <laughs> on when it comes to sarcasm. I think you're being sarcastic. You wrote the book, Pastor Sean. I think. <laughs> I'll give you that. That was sarcastic, too. Well, the whole point is that. The whole point is that, no, we don't put our trust in the president going to Saudi Arabia. Hope good things happen. You know, always praying for good things to happen, but our hope isn't in this government solutions, Mm -hmm. right? The government's done some things that have probably contributed to us being here. Uh, Our hope is not in the economy and economists fixing things, or uh, our hope isn't in our company. You know, as the pastor of this church and one of the pastors of this church, uh, our hope is not in this church. Mm. Our hope is in Jesus. You again, sarcastically (laughs) quoted that beautiful old hymn. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Our hope is on him. Our hope is on the cornerstone, Mm. the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to just kind of share a little bit, that just because the economy is struggling doesn't mean that your provision is at risk. And I want to say that again. Just because the economy is struggling doesn't mean your provision is at risk because your provider is solid. Right. Jesus in Matthew chapter six, I love this passage of scripture where he just talks about, he says, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, what you'll wear. Unbelievers run after these things and your heavenly father knows you need them. And then he says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough. You, You have a father. That's what this, that's what Jesus is telling us. The foundation of this whole thing is that you have a father who loves you. He knows you and he knows what you need. And he says, seek him, seek his kingdom, and he will provide. He will take care of you. That's the truth of scripture. And the question is, do you believe it? Do I trust in this enough to recognize, okay, my company may be laying people off. Before I came over here, I just talked to a guy who just gotten gotten let go at his company. Hmm. His provision is going to change, but his provider isn't. I love that. That's good. Right. One more time, Sean. The place that his provision comes from is going to change. Father's got a different avenue for him, mm-hmm. but father's still his provider. That job that he had was just his provision for the moment, and, but his provider's still solid and still on the job and still promising to meet every need. And we need to really understand that, that do we trust him? Do we trust God's heart? That God, God's word says he wants to bless us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean make us rich, but he wants to bless us. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be free from the worry of debt, free from the worry of not having enough, free from having to live and, and not be able to meet our needs. But he also wants us free from the pursuit of wealth, free from always trying to acquire more, free from being hurt by our possessions. That's his desire. And, and his, his purpose for us is that, he, or his desire for us is that we would have purpose. Yeah. Not only does he want to, to bless you and set you free, but he wants your life and your resources to have purpose and meaning. I've just, I can't say enough about how you've got to trust God's heart and intention for you. I think the beginning of trusting God's heart for your finances and your resources, trusting God's heart for you. Mm. Uh, When you say trusting God, that probably means uh, I need to be in a relationship with God, right, Pastor Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe I did jump ahead on that. (laughs) Yeah, if you're listening to this and you go, well, but I don't have a relationship with God, of course, it starts with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, you know, he, when he is your father, 
Scripture says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. So, you know, when we say of everyone in the world, oh, we're all the children of God, well, actually that's not true according to Scripture. Hmm. We're all the creation of God. Hmm. We're all created in his image. But those who put their trust in Jesus Christ and who allowed him to, to fill their life and who confessed their sin and, been, and accepted his free gift of salvation, those are the children of God. And if you're his children, his promise is, I know what you need and I will provide. Now, what you need versus what you uh, want, right. that might be different. Can I tell you what I want? What do you want, Baron? <laughs> I want to eat nice. I want to take my kids out to dinner. I want to, you know. Live what, my... Like what, Baron? Like, like... Well, it was up in nice places. Now it's, yeah, and Chick-fil-A is nice now. <laughs> You know, and God wants to bless Chick-fil-A, right? I just want you to know earlier Baron was talking about steak. <laughs> well, I changed my mind. That's what Baron was talking that about. That was pretty selfish. <laughs> I, mean, I, but I, I've downgraded that to just a nice small ribeye, medium rib. I'm ready to order, please. So humble. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but, but this is, this is an important conversation. You know, we're messing around, but it's, it's truly an important conversation. Understanding the difference between needs and wants. And, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, uh, our father loves to bless his kids. And that means sometimes there's things that, I don't need them, but he just blesses me with them. Ah. But but I don't have I don't have some expectation. Jesus specifically listed food and and clothing, uh, what you need to drink. In Timothy, Paul says food and covering. I think shelter, and I, I feel like when I feel transportation. If God needs you to be somewhere, I believe he'll provide transportation. That doesn't mean he's going to provide me with the kind of car exactly that I've always dreamed of having. That doesn't mean I'm going to live in the gated community that I might think I want to live in. It, but he promised to meet our needs. Right. And when you stop thinking about it, if you have food, clothes, if you have a place to live, if you have a transportation, which, by the way, most of us do. If you're listening to this podcast, most of us do. There are people in the world who struggle with this, and I understand that. But you're listening to this when you talk about food, clothing, a place to lay your head, and transportation to get where you need to do go. Most of us have that. And, and Father promised to meet our needs. Right. And yet he's, I, I'm telling you, Baron, one of, one of these things early in my ministry, uh, we've had, we went through very tight times. We, we were planting, and God told us not to fundraise, and yet we're ministering to people who are in poverty um, so they couldn't help support us. He said, I don't want you going around telling everybody your needs. I don't want you to fundraise. I want you to trust me. You know, he really challenged us from the biography of George Mueller, and mm. which is just an incredible story of how God met that ministry's needs and how he taught Mueller to bring his needs to him. Well, God walked us through a time like that. And what surprised me is how often he would just bless us with something. Oh, he always he- met our needs. Oh, you mean God's faithful? Gotcha. He's faithful and he's loving. Yeah. And so I just want—I I just want to say—you've got to trust that you have a father. He loves you and he wants to meet your needs. Just because we're experiencing recession, just because we're experiencing ridiculous inflation, just because gas prices are are high—I'm not denying any of those. I'm just saying God isn't somehow now befuddled and going, "Well, I don't know what to do." I was going to bless you, but dang those gas prices. <laughs> okay? That, that's, not, that's not God's. That's not where he's at. So the beginning of this is trusting in him and saying, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm, I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm going to walk in faith because God is still on the throne and he is good. Now let me give you six kind of what I consider just wise financial behaviors oh, cool. that, that we, can pro- we can process throughout this. Okay? Uh, first, I want to encourage you, put God first in your finances. Put God first. That's what we read in Matthew 6. Seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. 
We here at River City practice the discipline of the tithe. I've seen God bless so many people through that. This idea of of just saying, no matter what I make, God, the first tenth is yours. It's holy to you. And I use it for kingdom. I give it to the ministry that God's called me to. And he has always multiplied. You know, in Malachi, that's the promise. Mm-hmm. He says, see if I won't bring the tithe in the storehouse. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing you can't contain it. And the idea is God. we get to mathematically prove the faithfulness of God. He says, I will do more for you with 90% than you could do with 100 right. And it's an opportunity to tangibly say every time I am training my heart, I trust God. I trust God. Every time I get paid, mm-hmm. I trust God. I trust God. So it begins by putting God first in your finances. The church does that too here at River City. Case in point, when you do the, uh, well, your mission work that you do on the, the, the east side of the town. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the food uh, pantry that, that happens of here. Of course, and we support. Is one of the biggest one in town. Yeah, we support lots of ministries outside of River City. And, and it's just God's always met our needs. Yeah. God's always blessed us. He's met our needs. But uh, we live with a pretty close margin mm-hmm. because we invest our resources uh, in, in giving away to people who can't give anything in return and who, you know, outside our ministry. Gotcha. Uh, a, a second principle that is just core, secure your income by hard work, honest work. I just, I, I just think that's core, and everybody needs to understand that. You know, the way we secure income is by just honest work. And some people are always looking to get rich quick or win the lottery or get this quick score or that quick score. I just want to say it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You know, honest work is just a blessing of the Lord. He created us for it. And it, and all kinds of good things come from it. But one of those is taking care of our family. It is an honorable and honest thing. We are to earn our bread by the labor of our hands. Good. Right? Uh, third principle is save second. Save second, okay? You tithe first, you don't then spend the rest. You save second. Mm. In other words, you pay God first and you pay yourself second. One of the things we teach regarding finance is what we call 10, 10, 80. And again, you go, I could never do that. Well, when you believe in the power of God and you do this as a commitment to honor the Lord, you'd be amazed at what you can do. You know, you say, I am going to tithe 10, I'm going to save 10. I'm going to save. And one of the things we call savings is a freedom fund. Right. Okay. That's so I don't need to do debt. I don't live off the credit card. My savings becomes my credit card. Mm. Okay. And then I don't pay interest. Right. <laughs> okay. I live off of that 80 and I save 10 and it becomes a freedom fund. Proverbs 21 20 In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. Savings is a is a a wise, godly plan, and it keeps you from having to to constantly behind the eight ball and it's really a freedom fund you know it, it's it's the key to beginning to live beyond survival you know when you have unexpected expenses which always happens so they're not it shouldn't be unexpected right right we always have something come up then you're you're able to take care of it it's an obedience fund when god says hey you know there's someone down the street and you go boy someone should do something and all of a sudden you realize i've been saving oh i can do something mm. that l- neighbor lady who needs her fence fixed I actually can afford to do that. Wow. You know, and it, it's, a, it's a freedom fund. It's an obedience fund. It's a generosity fund. Love it. And so it, it's a great way to keep you from debt. You know, your savings replaces your credit card. So I just encourage you in that. Uh, number four is have a financial plan. And you know what we call that? It's called a budget. Ah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and some people right now, I'm turning this off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, this is ridiculous. Nah, I know where this is going. <laughs> 
I got to be responsible. Out. <laughs> I knew they were going to say this. I knew it. Right. Uh, yeah, ha- have a budget. In other words, a budget is a plan. Okay, so if you got the ten ten, that eighty percent, you got to tell it where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you you tell it how much am I going to spend on housing? How much am I going to spend on utilities? About what about transportation? What about medical? What about re- food and groceries? Things like that. How am I how am I taking care of that? Okay, your budget. I, I just strongly encourage you. If this is all like, oh, it sounds good, but how could I do that? Dave Ramsey stuff. Dave Ramsey makes it very simple. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things about Dave Ramsey is he writes for the non-financially oriented. Right. He helps the people who aren't naturally financially oriented, financially disciplined. He helps them understand it, and he's great at motivating. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've read any of his material, just remember I said this: gazelle-like intensity. The idea of gazelle-like intensity is you're so afraid of debt, like a gazelle running from a predator, from a lion or from a leopard. You know, you are you are running from debt with gazelle-like intensity, and he's just helped so many people get out of debt, help them begin to have some savings, begin to all of a sudden walk in financial freedom, and that's the plan. You know, so having a budget, and you're like, oh, I'd love to, but my spouse won't even talk about. It. I encourage you, don't give up, because everything's on sale now at Talbot's. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. The the fall stuff's coming. We got to get the summer. Yeah. One of the things you'll find as you start to, as you start to budget is you'll, you'll be like, you know, you'll look and go, I can't live off of that. I don't make enough. I'm telling you, just start, just start 10, 10, 80, 10, 10, 80. Try it. See what happens. See what happens. Fifth thing. And if you're listening to this, you might go, well, I got a problem. I'm in debt. Okay. Get out of debt. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 13, 8, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for who he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Debt is a prison for so many people. Yeah, it really is. And again, I can't, I can't encourage you enough. We have financial peace classes. That's Dave Ramsey's class. Read the book. If you don't, can't go to one of the classes, go to read the book, Total Money Makeover. It will help you actually do this and you begin to get involved in what's called the debt snowball you'd be amazed our financial peace classes one of the things they do is they keep track of how much debt they secure it is not uncommon for a in during the class in the time the class goes for just a regular little bible study class of people to get rid of 30 40 50 thousand dollars a day wow. so being with a group of people motivates you you know, when you're literally sitting home and eating ramen <laughs> and bologna, <laughs> yeah. okay, mm. it, it it helps. Seriously, it helps if other people are doing it with you. Sure. Right? It's like, you know, if everybody's going through boot camp, it's like, okay, I can get through this. You know, if you're the only one having to do it while everyone else is sitting around enjoying themselves, well, then it's really hard. Mm, right. But when you go through a hard thing with a group of people to support you, encourage you, and call each other, and you know, it that, just makes it different. It goes back to a River City Community Church. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so I, I think I think that's just a, a foundational thing. And again, if you go Dave Ramsey stuff, he'll help you with that. And then the last one: actively surrender all your plans to the Lord's leadership. Proverbs sixteen three: Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Those six steps of the, just wisdom, financial wisdom, life wisdom. And as you go through that with what we're walking through right now, in trust, you, you'll find God can prosper me in the midst of this time, in the midst of this inflation and these gas prices and the economic uncertainty. God wants to bless and prosper me. Doesn't mean make, necessarily make me rich, but he definitely wants to bless me. He wants me free, and he wants my life and my finances to have purpose. 
Amen, Pastor Sean. Wow. I have a feeling right now that someone says, uh, I know someone that needs to hear this. And so we want to encourage you to share this uh, message. And uh, Pastor Sean, you did like a whole series on this. If you just look at the archives at reallife.org, yeah. uh, you did a whole series on money as well. I've done a number of them. So yeah, if you go through the, the sermon archives at reallife.org. But you just said it all right here, Pastor. I'll just say it. Meat and potatoes. Well, and that's what, the, I mean, I, I, want, I want that. I want, you understand, it all comes down to do I trust him? Do I really mm-hmm. trust him? Because his word is true. He is faithful. And it does mean I'm going to have to go against the grain of culture. But, I mean, that's the secret <laughs> to abundant life. Fear not, uh, even though my mom is a professional worrier. <laughs> fear not. It's going to be all right. Yep, that's it. It's the hope. Wow. That's it. Uh, church this Sunday, Pastor Sean, are you teaching? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting a new series called Thanks for Sharing. And we're going to talk about living a contagious life yeah. in this faith, this Faith of ours is something that is to be shared. So a lot of people are afraid of that. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Well, we're going to say, hey, this is not, you know, I know some people have been taught methods or, you know, gimmicks and things, and it's awkward. We're, we're going to talk about organically sharing life and sharing the gospel through sharing the life of Jesus in you. So you don't want to miss that. That's thanks for sharing starting this weekend at River City, 930, 1130. Look forward to seeing you guys there. It's going to be a blessing. Very good. If you're hearing this on KSLR on Friday afternoon, hey, make a decision to come to church on Sunday. Go to church anywhere, actually, wherever you're at, but you need to be involved in community, right, Pastor Sean? Exactly. And uh, especially at River City. (laughs) No, no, what Barron said. No, that's just the truth. Uh, We encourage you to be part of Christian community. And thanks again for listening. I hope you have a blessed week in him. Three O Two Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents a Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.